2: Hello, dear listeners. I hate to inform you, but Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries is now under new management. Best of luck. Welcome, listeners, to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries. I am now your keeper, Travis. Ariel is taking a break from her duties of torturing us, and now she's going to be a player, and she'll be tortured. So... Hopefully, my new run as your miserable keeper is a good one. But let's introduce our players, starting with Aaron.
0: <gasps> Hi, I'm Aaron. I play uh, Norman Weston, FBI agent with uh, many faces, shall we say?
2: <laughs> many faces.
3: Um, Daniel, I play the archaeologist known as
2: Texas Powers.
0: Texas Powers.
2: Texas Powers. Yeehaw. And Ariel, this is your first foray into playing and not running.
1: Yeah, this is going to be fun. The Call of Cthulhu
2: (laughs) Mythos Mysteries. You did a whole season. You did a half season. And you did the beginning of this season. So tell us... Introduce us who you are, who you're playing, and how many episodes you want to go before I kill off your character. Wow.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So I'm Ariel, your ex mythos master for now. And <laughs> I'm playing Ruth Elwood, the secretary.
2: Secretary. I don't like that. Ruth Elwood. I don't like that look she gave us. and real quick uh, you can check the show notes we've got links to our discord and over in our discord today one of our constant contributors there Lacerate is my waifu asked what would you do in real life if you stumbled upon a cult that was opening a portal to unleash the elder gods not as a character you yourself ooh
1: First thing I would do is, pee. and it doesn't.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you do besides poop your pants? Yep, I was
1: going to say piss my pants. <laughs> so uh,
2: okay,
0: yeah. we're a little bit classier here. We don't we don't poop our pants.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they poop my pants.
0: They, I poop. I poop Travis's pants.
1: I'd probably like. <sighs> well, I'd have to stop it. Yeah. So I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh Yeah. So I would just, I don't know. I don't carry guns on me, so I can't shoot them. I'd beat the shit out of them. Make them shut up.
2: <laughs> that's a, I guess, that's a good... <clears throat> well okay Daniel what would you uh, Aaron anybody anybody, just in your daily life you happen to stumble upon a cult in the process of opening a portal that would bring an elder god into this real world
0: well first off I would harness my inner Lindsay and uh, come out of the bushes that I apparently am hiding in while stalking people because I don't know why I would just stumble (laughs) randomly upon them and I would run at <laughs> well, them with a shit. shovel and yell it's shovel time while <laughs> trying to beat them with it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh.
1: mm. Somehow I really doubt that's what you would do in real life.
0: Yeah, it probably wouldn't be what I would, I would probably no. contemplate my life choices to let that led me to this moment and then ultimately decide I got to do something about this and probably end up dying in the process because they're opening a portal and yeah. they've got magic powers and I'm just a man.
3: <laughs> Daniel, so I would probably not try and intervene because I like living. so <laughs> but I would probably try and find out information about what's going on while staying out of the spotlight. you know, like research like we try and do in the game.
0: I just feel like research at that point would be useless. <laughs>
3: hey, I could learn something. Maybe, yeah. maybe one
2: day I could open my own there. portal. <laughs> I guess that yeah. One day you could be like us. <laughs> yeah. See, I would join the group, help them finish because it's hard to it's hard for an elder god to eat one of their followers when you've just it, welcomed him. <laughs>
1: I feel like the elders don't give all a right. fuck though. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I would maybe that means I would be eaten first and not have to deal with all the death and destruction. Well,
1: okay. But okay. if
2: you check our yeah, check our show notes. Link to the Discord is in there. Come say hi. Uh in there, Lacerate is my waifu. Sent submitted that. And thanks a ton. So we're gonna jump back into it. We just had two episodes of a great Halloween one shot split up into two led by Mark, who I think Mark actually stumbled upon someone opening a portal and couldn't make it today. Uh, <laughs> but before that, uh, our brave investigators were in Egypt and they had inspected and were investigating a, a tomb and were forced to go back to continue and In their adventure, walked into the tomb only to find that it was a library, a library that should have belonged inside of a mansion. Much to their confusion, a phone started ringing and brave Texas powers answered, upon which he heard a message. Well, he heard the the caller saying they had a message from Mr. Clarkson asking for Mr. Lynch, telling him they have to go deeper. At that moment. What are you doing? Now, um,
3: Excuse me, who is the phone for? Apparently it's for a Mr. Lynch. Was for Mr. Lynch. I um I can pretend to be Mr Lynch. I will take phone call. They're not on the phone anymore. I called him back. Doesn't work that way.
1: I'm just picturing in my head, like, 1930s caller ID. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so the two of you are standing there arguing over calling them back. The phone continues to ring. Pick up the phone.
0: Why don't you answer it this time? So I'm going to pick up the phone. Hello? Hello?
2: This phone call is for one Mr. Lynch. Let me speak with Mr. Lynch. This is he! At that moment, the lights go out. In Texas, you see the silhouette of Lindsay holding the phone and he is radiating a blue light. Everything is. And you hear crackling and you can smell burnt ozone. It is obvious Lindsay is being electrocuted. Think I want to hit the floor. <laughs> and you hit the floor, Lindsay hits the floor, and darkness. An unknown amount of time has gone by. You have no idea what's going on. You both start to open your eyes and you hear birds chirping. And you can actually smell fresh cut grass. And you start to stand up, and you can't quite remember what all's happened. Seems like you may have had a bad dream, suffered through a nightmare, and just like any other nightmare, if you don't remember it right away, it fades. And you're both on a platform waiting for a train. Why are my pants wet? You can hear, Norman, you can hear in your head, Lindsay speaking. You hear Lindsay asking why is his pants wet. But you're Norman. And Norman, you don't, you hear this voice, but you don't recognize it. Texas, you, you stand up and you've got your bag on and you've got a briefcase and in your hand is a letter inviting you to come speak at the Arkham Institute of Archaeology because you are the foremost, the foremost expert in Egyptian Archaeology. They've got a new museum exhibit, and they would like you to come speak to let everyone know about the findings there. Norman, you you pull yourself up, and you're still trying to figure out who that weird voice was in your head. And you know, like you know, you're there for a reason. And you see it at your feet your badge is there, your federal identification, and in a sealed envelope.
0: I guess I'm going to pick the envelope up, open it up and uh, see what's inside. I'm going to kind of just ignore the voice. Cause I mean, at this point I still know that there's, I know of other personalities at this point. Correct.
2: You've, you've had dreams. You've had some odd dreams through most of your life. You've missed some time, but you can't quite place what these dreams mean. You can't place why the time is missing. You just know sometimes you wake up in a different apartment. You might wake up in another hotel room. You might shit. You might wake up in the floor of a bar, and you don't quite know how you got there or what happened to the few hours or even few days between those times.
0: I guess the real important question is, are my pants wet?
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. They're they're starting to dry. <laughs> But you do notice around the Around the crotch of your pants that is You know there's moisture It seemed like you pissed your pants
0: <laughs> So I'm going to take the satchel that I wear And I'm going to kind of rotate it to the front
2: <laughs> You're covering yourself I'm
0: covering myself
2: Yes So there you've got an envelope An official government sealed envelope To Agent Weston Okay. In front of you And there's a leather wallet Laying on the ground wide open And it is federal identification For one agent One field agent Norman Weston
0: So I'm going to uh, Pick up my Federal ID Throw it in my pocket mm-hmm. And then I'm going to open this envelope Kind of Close to my chest And I'm going to look over the documents real quick
2: Okay, these are official government documents. They are informing you of your relocation to Arkham, Massachusetts to help investigate a series of murders. Uh, Series of murders over the last 10 years. They're not sure if they're quite connected or not, but the bodies in the crime scenes do share some similarities. And while Norman, while you're reading this, you almost, you almost know this letter word for word already. In the back of your head, you can, you feel like you've read this letter before.
0: Does any of this um, around me feel familiar?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, why don't one of you? He ought, if you want to roll me you what know, roll me a psychology. Ooh. Mm. Hmm. I don't like that.
0: That's a 48 out of 35, so no.
2: Oof. Alright, so you you yeah, you're standing there looking at that letter and you see a signature at the bottom, and it fe- you almost feel like you've read this letter. Before,
0: so I'm getting a real weird case of déjà vu.
2: At uh, Texas, you have this invitation. It's on very nice heavy cardstock and it's embossed, and it is inviting inviting the Texas powers, foremost foremost expert on Egyptian archaeology, to Arkham, Massachusetts, to come and speak about their new Egyptian setup. So while you're doing that, you, um, Samba, you know, both of you, roll me a spot hidden.
0: A, that is an 82 out of
3: 56 for me.
2: All right, and then
3: 75 out of 65 for me. So no,
2: right. Norman's really sorry, Texas. Yeah, Texas, you're looking at this invitation, and Norman is he's staring at this envelope, and he's you're just staring at the handwritten. You know, the handwritten envelope and Texas, you're looking at the invitation and neither one of you know, notice, you know, behind one of the benches is a woman just laying down unconscious. She's, you know, mid-twenties, blonde hair, but she's just laying there. She's got, you know, she's got an envelope clutched in her hand. And, you know, you're both just kind of, So. The platform does have a normal, you know, average amount of people that would be there for mid-morning. Maybe 10, 15 people milling around waiting for the next train to come by because they'll be traveling from Arkham to Boston. Um, what do you do?
3: And you said we don't notice this woman?
2: Nah, uh, you both failed your spot hidden, so you don't <laughs>
3: notice her. Okay, so um, are we in... We in Arkham right now, or we in Boston?
2: You're at Arkham right now. So we're at our destination. You both are on this train. You're on this platform, and neither one of you can remember if you got off of a train or got on, to, or waiting to get onto a train. You just know you're on a train platform. This is where you woke up.
3: I'm going to assume I got off the train because if I'm supposed to be going to the museum in Arkham, I'm going to assume I I came off the train. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look for some sort of transportation. Like, I assume there's probably something nearby. I mean, are we in a, is it a busier area over here?
2: It's, it's, one. Well, it's like a commuter trans, uh, platform. It is at the, uh, Arkham has two train stations. One is for the commuters and on the other side is where they would load up, uh, freight trains, cattle cars, everything else like that.
3: So I'm going to leave the station and
0: go look for
3: some type mm. of transportation. Okay.
0: So it's safe to say that I'm I see Texas Powers. Do I know Texas Powers?
2: Roll me a psychology.
0: That is a seventy-six out of thirty-five. No.
2: <laughs> okay. Um. You see, you know, everyone's milling around, and there's this guy who does stand out some. He's got a white fedora on, a leather jacket. He's carrying a fine briefcase, but he's also got like a, a leather satchel on. And he does look a little out of place. And in the back of your head, the same place where you feel like you've read that letter before, you feel like you know him.
0: <clears throat> Can I use an
2: intelligence? And, yeah, roll me an intelligence. Okay.
0: God, Norman, stop sucking. 95. <laughs> 95 out of 60. <laughs> Maybe change dice. I might, Yikes.
2: yeah. yeah <laughs> All right. So uh we, there are just people here on this platform. You can tell some are reading newspapers, some are just waiting for the train, next train to come. But you see this gentleman, and he is he looks just as confused as you are. And he is see, it seems like he's trying to hurry away from the platform.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna take a good look around and see if there's anything mm-hmm. cuz i'm just getting weird vibes from this whole place. I'm going to see if there's yeah. anything out of place, anything not just some, you know.
2: Yeah. Stranger. Let me get a spot hidden from you. All
0: right, I got my metallic dice games dice out now, so.
2: Yeah. Ooh, Ooh look at that. 43
0: out of 56. 43. Let's go.
2: All right. So, you are you are you're starting to feel panicked because you know this. It feels like you've been here before, but you can't remember being there. Everything is so familiar to you, and you see this man try walking away, and you notice on his briefcase is uh, it's monogrammed Texas Powers, TP. and you almost get a head. You you almost have a headache. It starts to like it's, it's like a migraine coming to the front of your head. It's like something is trying, something is trying to tell you that's familiar.
0: So, do I see anything else out of place besides Texas?
2: Mm. You do notice uh, a woman's shoe just laying by itself next to a bench.
0: So, I'm going to see Texas heading out. I'm going to yell towards texas i'm going to yell texas there's somebody over here do
2: i hear that Uh, yeah it's it's not a it's not very loud i mean this is a commuter train you there are professionals here there's some people you can tell might be work you know try maybe going to boston for the week to work at a factory before they come home so you hear that, and in fact, some people look up from their newspapers, and they just dead-eye stare at Norman.
3: Yeah, I'm going to look at look for whoever would be looking directly at me, so I would assume that that would be the yeller.
2: Oh, yeah. He's standing there in the middle of the platform, oh, frantic. <laughs> He's standing there in the middle of the platform, frantic.
3: So I will make my way over to him.
0: You call my okay. name? Yeah, I'm just going to grab his jacket and just pull him towards where the shoe is.
2: Calm down there, boy. All right. In In the distance, you hear sirens. You hear just from a single police car. And it is approaching. It's not, it is, but it's not fast. You just hear sirens. And when you yelled for Texas, the few people who looked up from their newspapers, they are still just dead eye staring at you.
0: I don't give a fuck about them. I'm gonna check a yeah. pulse. Check for a pulse on this woman.
2: You're not gonna roll for it because there is a pulse. Sweet. There is a pulse, and she she that that center point in the middle of your head that started started hurting when you saw Texas Powers. It it's getting worse, and he, you almost notice like it's like she's familiar. That she is, she's just gripping, gripping a letter in her hand.
0: So I'm going to take the letter, um, and I'm going to hand it over to Texas because you're the only thing familiar to me here. Uh, and then I'm going to check her for injuries. Okay, but I'm gonna be a gentleman about it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Is this letter sealed? No, it's been open. Like, uh, it's been open. She's holding the letter. She's holding the letter. It's it's almost it's crumpled in her hand. You can make out a few lines, and if you're gonna read it, let me know. Yeah, because he took it from her and then handed it to me. Mm-hmm. So I will read it. Yeah. Okay, and it starts, dearest Clara, your aunt has been very ill, and she needs family to watch over her. Please come to Arkham. Please watch over your aunt. You're the only one that the family trusts right now. The rest has become illegible because of how tight it was gripped. And when you see uh, Texas, when you see the name Clara, your head, it just feels like your head is in a vice. You know this woman. You just don't know how you know this woman.
3: Can I try and determine something to 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 know?
2: Um, you're standing there, and you're watching Norman struggle to get her up, and the police side the sirens from one single police car approach the platform, and you hear doors open and slam. (laughs) And the the sirens slowly fade. I mean, you know, it's the older police car. and this sheriff gets out, and he looks furious, and he walks around the car and opens the back door and grabs a woman, early twenties, and grabs her by the arm, right up right above the elbow, and he pulls her out and Listen here, Missy, we don't. We don't appreciate it. We don't appreciate your kind around here. L- and he twists your arm and there are track marks. Yeah, look. We don't appreciate you. You. When when Mr. Walter said he was done with you, he was done with you. You've You've gotten into too many stash houses. You've been shooting up too much. It's, Arkham is a safe place, not not the kind for junkies like you. And he, you guys, you can hear him. It's almost like he's had this rehearsed. It's a show for him. And he's screaming it at her, but he's looking all around at everyone. Hmm. And he's, he's leading her up to the platform. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce Ms. Elwood junkie one of the pillars of this community henry walters said she needed to be run out of town and at that point he puts his boot in the small of her back and just kicks her forward onto the platform and he has a shit-eating grin on his face
0: i'm gonna walk up to him and i'm gonna give him a nice friendly shove
2: so Ms. Elwood is laying on the ground in front of him. What does Ms. What do they see when they see Ms. Elwood?
1: So they see a woman about 20 years old with Brown hair, a little unkempt, and she's just she's not getting up her face is just down. She's not looking at anybody. And she's just staying there.
0: I'm just going to storm right past you and shove the guy.
2: All right. Let's have you roll strength. Like, roll a strength.
0: That's a 21 out of 90.
2: Oh, fuck, yeah. (laughs) You... You shove him. It's, It's not pleasant for him. You shove him. But when you get close enough to shove him something seems a little off about his his uniform but you don't have time to notice because you've got two hands open in his chest and you lay into you lean your weight into him (laughs) he goes sprawling back about 10 feet his arms are windmilling and his eyes are wild he was not expecting that at all yeah
0: i'm gonna look him dead in the eye real pissed off listen as a man of the law There are certain criteria you must have, and one of those is to be a gentleman. Now, I don't care what she's done. She don't deserve to be thrown to the ground like that. So you watch yourself, boy. (laughs) And I'm just going to walk over
2: and help her up. Do you have any law? I do. Why don't you roll me a law check?
0: Mm, Oh, look at that. 17 out of 35.
2: Okay. Um the badge he's wearing is not an actual badge. Oh you can tell the uniform he's wearing is it almost well hell, when you touch him, it almost feels the fabric is cheap. It almost feels like a costume.
0: Well mine's real. <laughs> so after I help her up, yeah. I'm gonna have this kind of epiphany. Is he still on the ground
2: after I help her up? He is on the ground. He is, he's terrified at this point.
0: So I'm going to rough him up, flip him over, and put him in cuffs.
1: <laughs> As After yeah, you it's... help me up, I'm going to have my head down, and I'm going to start walking away.
0: As I'm handcuffing this guy on the ground, I'm going to yell to Texas. Texas, stop her and check her for injuries.
3: So I guess I'm gonna impede this new person's walk. I'm gonna stand in front of her.
1: I'll walk around.
3: I'll keep moving in front of her.
2: Whoa, whoa, you can't go anywhere there. (laughs) Ariel, roll a dex.
1: 23 out of 45.
2: Yeah, Texas, you're not keeping up with her. she's her her head's down and she is determined to get away from the situation she is just it's it's almost uncanny
3: i'll let her go
2: okay so ruth you're walking towards the platform texas is standing there confused norman is in the process of trying to arrest what a quote unquote sheriff so the sheriff, his fake accent, everything's gone when you get close enough, Norman, and it—you can tell this is some middle-aged guy who is just terrified right now. <laughs> and he's whispering, they, "They, they told me. They just told me to bring her here. They just told me to bring her here." Um, how close are you by this point? How close are you going to be at this point? Like, are you? Have you reached him? Are you going to be arresting him?
0: Oh no! Yeah, I was already throwing him in, throwing him in cuffs.
2: Okay. All right, while well, you're doing that, he just keeps. They told me to bring her. They told me it wouldn't be like this. They told me it wouldn't be like this. And as you're getting him closer to the car, his feet are digging in.
1: I'm gonna be standing on the very edge of the platform, like where the trains come.
3: I am gonna, I am gonna go help Clara onto a bench. Like <laughs> fucking help the unconscious okay. girl, for the
0: girl that's literally <laughs> six inches from
3: death. We don't know this. Uh, she's she's awake Ugh. and knows what she's doing. I think, but I'll help Clara. I don't think like, normal people stand that close to a train. I'll help Clara like <laughs> sit down on the bench. Like since she's unconscious, you know, get her to where she's in a sitting position.
0: So uh, all right, I I guess so, I'm, not, just, I'm not I'm not taking this guy to his own car.
2: He's, he's not even talking to you. He's just whispering to himself. He's just. It wasn't supposed to be like this. They told me to bring her. They told me to bring her. They told me to make, just to have everybody see her be here. Have everybody see her leave. They told me, they told me it wouldn't be like this. And so you're not leading, you're not leading him to his car. That The car that he brought, the doors are wide open.
0: No, because I don't have, it's not a real cop car. So
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I don't have that. Kind so are of you leading him?
2: Are you leading him towards the platform Or away from the platform Well I take him
0: back to the platform I take him towards Texas Just Texas just got deputized
2: (laughs) Texas just got deputized
0: So I'm going to hand him over to Texas And I'm going to look at Texas and go Here take the cuffs Hold it right here I'm going to go get the girl Because what the hell I did all I could. My inspiring newfound confidence has got me a little... What the hell? (laughs) So I'm going to storm over to the girl who's like on the edge of the platform, you said?
1: Yeah, I'm not like, you know, I'm like right on the edge.
0: So dangerously close.
1: Yeah, my head's down. My arms are crossed. Like (laughs) like I'm holding my arms.
0: So I'm going to come up. To the side of you, no, not behind her. <laughs> I'm gonna come up to the side of you so you can see me out your peripherals. Okay. And I'm just gonna kind of reach my hand out towards you, but not put it on you.
1: I'm gonna kind of like shy away from it, not move, but kind of wince away.
0: Miss, I, I, hi. I'm Agent Weston with the FBI, and I, I just. I just I would like if you came a little bit away and just come talk to me because I don't know why this guy's pretending to be a police officer and he's messing you up. But don't worry. I'm going to make sure that justice is served today. But why don't you go ahead and come back with me and we can talk about things.
1: I'm not going to say a word like I'm just saying that she's not saying it. I'm just staring down, holding my arms.
0: My uh, momentary confidence is starting to wane here. I'm starting to go back into, uh, um, um, stammering Norman.
1: Come with me if you want to live.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my, uh, I don't know why, but I just feel like I don't feel as confident as I did before. Hey, um, I'm, I'm, miss, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm talking to you. Uh, hi, hi, my name's Norman. Is that, is that better? Is that? listen okay I I want to help you um, but I can't help you unless you talk to me ma'am so come over here and talk to me you seem really upset about s- something um I'm just gonna kind of look over my shoulder at, I'm gonna look over my shoulder at Texas and be like uh-huh. <laughs> just waves at me
2: in and you know in the distance you hear a train horn and you hear a train horn and and the other the other passengers well not passengers but the other commuters they all it, it's it's almost like clockwork they stand up and the ones holding newspapers fold them neatly and tuck them under their arms and there are other ones in work work clothes and they're standing up and picking up lunch boxes and they it's it's unnerving.
0: Hmm, so it's <clears throat> it's like nobody gives a shit that she's this close.
2: I know they've they've been staring, you know, once once you arrest, you know, you arrested the the sheriff and everything. They've been staring at you this whole time.
3: I'm going to make sure that the guy is sitting on the bench like near Clara, so that way they're both there. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that is the the bench faces the train right where the train would show up
2: yeah it would be you know she's you've probably she's you've leaned her up on the bench she's leaning up against the wall she's unconscious
3: yeah i'm gonna make sure like if he's on the bench as well like there's you know a foot space between them at least but i'm gonna have oh he's he's
2: he has no care at all for her he's already stood up
3: stood up i'll make him sit back down
2: You're gonna make him sit back yeah, down
3: yeah the the sheriff oh the yeah, sheriff yeah, okay yeah. I, no i yeah. want the i want the sheriff sitting Love on the me. bench
2: oh no he's okay he's on the bench and he's in tears and he just it's not supposed to be like this it wasn't supposed to be like this they said to just bring her here they said to drop her off they said to make a show it's not supposed to be like this and he is Yeah, he's he's panicking. He's spiraling.
3: I'm just gonna make sure if he goes to get up, like, and head towards the platform or run off. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm between. Like, he's gonna have to move past me. Like, I'm gonna be close enough where Mm -hmm. he's gonna have to move past me.
2: Okay. All right, Miss. I I don't. I
0: don't.
1: I really don't want to have to move
0: you. So can can you just just come back?
1: how close is the train to the platform?
2: Um, it's still a ways off. You can hear, you you hear the whistle, but it's it's quite a ways down, the it's quite a ways down the road.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so, while you're arguing with her, Texas is making sure Claire is safe. You hear a car door shut and a cough. <coughs>
3: Wait, all of us hear this or just me?
2: oh it's it's obvious it's not a cough it's a excuse a me
3: hack.
0: excuse the kind fuck of, out of me <laughs> pay attention <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll look in the direction
2: so Texas you see that the you know the back of the doors to the police car are closed and there's a woman standing there she's 5'10 and she's holding a black leather a small black leather attache case in front of her and she is gorgeous she notices you and she does like a little finger wave at you and you know she's 5'10 5'11 platinum blonde hair done up in a very nice it's done up and immaculate makeup on and her skin is almost like porcelain and she has on a white mink coat that covers her from neck to feet but you see that you know her face she has on just in what little bit of travel you've done and and being around the upper upper class society throughout the world texas because of your adventures you can tell those those shoes are probably like 300 dollars shoes no one on this platform should own shoes that expensive and she starts to it's a it's almost a, it's a walk, but it's a show also for you, Texas. And she's walking towards the platform. <clears throat> Ruth, dear Ruth. I'll
1: turn around and look at that point.
2: Dear, you forgot your, you forgot your travel items. And she holds the attaché case, the black case in front of her. You forgot your travel items. Your medicine. And it's it's a singy song kind of, your medicine.
1: I'll take. The and she's
2: way. she's like holding it, but she's she's at the edge of the platform. You and Norman are across the other side near the, and she's kind of waving it, like she's taunting you with it.
1: Wait, so it's across the platform.
2: Oh, she's, she's come to the, she's come to the platform like where, you know, you park and you walk up and she's standing there and you guys are across the platform near the train line, near where the train would come in. And she is all smiles and bright blue eyes and platinum hair and she's got this little leather case and she's waving it, like, not waving, but she's like swinging it in front of her. Ruth, your medicine...
1: I'll put my head down and walk towards her.
0: Can I look mm-hmm. at her eyes?
2: At the blonde woman?
0: At this Ruth character?
2: At this Ruth yeah. character? Um. Oh, she's got her head down. You're going to have to figure out if you well, can. She just her, put her head down. Her? I've
0: been paying attention the whole time. Yeah. Can I roll a psychology?
1: Oh, yeah, because I did look mm-hmm. at um, the, uh, the boys.
2: Do a psychoanalysis.
0: That's not the one I wanted to do, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad.
0: That's a 30%. That is a no. I have 1% on okay. psychoanalysis.
2: Okay. Um, You're not quite sure. Her pupils are a little off.
0: Okay, so there's potential drug usage at least there.
2: Mm. Well, there's this gorgeous angel of a woman across the platform waving a leather case that in your experience in law enforcement, you know, only certain people carry those cases because they only carry certain medicines in those cases.
0: So I'm going to. Mm.
2: Is it usually illegal? Hmm. <laughs> well, it depends on if you're a pillar of the community or not and can pay the police force to look the other way.
0: Well, I'm Norman, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. Ahead. Ruth
2: say uh, ahead. <laughs> Ruth is about Ruth is on her way there. Ruth is more than halfway across the platform. Uh, were you walking next to her behind? Probably you were probably a few feet behind mm-hmm. her. Then if you were gonna follow her,
0: yeah. Okay. Um, oh shit, I only have one pair of haircuts. I thought I had two pairs. I only have one pair. Uh, <laughs> right. So I'm gonna kind of briskly walk up next to her, and I'm gonna reach for that case before Ruth can get to it.
2: Okay. All right. Um, you get there and just. She smells like every good memory that you have.
0: So just Lindsay. She just smells like Lindsay.
1: Wow.
2: (laughs) No, it's, you know, Norman. Norman, she's, this woman smells like every good memory you've ever had. And is it, oh no. Okay. So you get there and it's, she's gorgeous. Yeah. You almost feel elation when you're close to her. So you want, so you want to grab the case from him? Yep.
0: I got a 37 out of 45. con.
2: 37 out of 45. So you grab the case. You grab that case and Ruth, you're there.
1: I'm ripping it from him.
2: Okay. Let's go. Yo, go ahead. Strength versus strength. I got 38. Got a 48. (laughs) Mine. (laughs) Okay. So he's keeping it. Um, and this woman, she reaches over and she takes it. Go ahead and go ahead and roll me a strength. It's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard challenge.
0: Oh yeah. Well then it's a no go. Okay.
2: Because yeah, she takes it from you. Like, like you were a child and it was candy <laughs> and she hands it. She hands it to Ruth. And both of her well manicured hands takes Ruth by the cheeks and she bends down. She leans down and kisses Ruth right on the forehead. And oh, Ruth, you're still, you're still loved here. It's just your time is not now. And Texas, what are you doing? You just hey,
3: hanging out with the sheriff still? Yeah, I'm, I'm making sure he's staying where he is and kind of like half okay. half watching
2: what's going on because I want still- to. Yeah, he is. He's still whispering that. <laughs> and when. A mystery woman kisses Ruth on the forehead, and it is—it's—it's it's like you would kiss a child. um The sheriff stands up; he shoots straight up, and he turns around. He's not trying to leave, and he starts screaming. It's not supposed to be like this. This is not what I was told to do. And he is slamming his head on the brick wall in front of him. Oh no! I'm gonna try and force, it him. Him. force him back down. Bam! Bam! All right. Um, this is going to be uh, strength. Twenty-eight hmm. out of forty-five. Okay, you grab him. How are you grabbing him? Um, if
3: he kind of turned, I want to try and grab him by his shoulders and kind of force him. Because if he didn't move too much, just enough to force him back down onto the bench, and hopefully away from it.
2: So, Daniel, you grab him by the shoulders, and you're—it's a struggle because he is—he is. He is bleeding from parts of his head his face is is become destroyed and he he's just gurgling you can hear him i wasn't supposed to be this way i was told to bring her here it wasn't supposed to be this way and you are you're struggling him struggling to keep him from smashing his face on the brick wall in front of him and that is where we're wrapping this episode (laughs) (laughs) that's the end of the episode I hope you guys enjoyed what I'm doing and I hope you're going to enjoy what I got planned for these monkeys Um, listen next time check out the show notes hit us up on the discord if there's anything you want to ask post it in the discord but until then keep yourself safe keep your sanity in check hey guys thanks for tuning in to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries I'm going to do my best to fill Ariel's shoes and make everybody happy and scared at the same time. Uh, in the meantime, check out the show notes. We had a link to our discord, which is an awesome community full of awesome people. Very open. Very nice. Um, and we've also got links to our store so you can buy some merch for all the different shows that we record. Uh, until then, we will see you next episode. Stay safe. Stay healthy and most of all, keep your sanity in check. I love you guys.